2: time decisions has begun. I am Gabriel Maranci and I'm on the grid. We're also on the clock. The Elite Eight wraps up this evening and then we'll be into the final four. We're breaking it down. We've got line movement. The USC Trojans take on the Gonzaga Bulldogs as Gonzaga tries to become the first team since 1976 to completely run the table. Regular season, conference tournament, and then, of course, uh, finish it off with a national championship. Can they do it and finish 32 and oh we're talking about a basketball team that has won 26 consecutive games by double digits yet the money has come in on the usc trojans sitting at eight and a half right now cam how you
3: doing how you doing gabe but i know it's a big night uh, for both of us we got some serious things going down early bets that we put in tonight's the night right so uh, i know you went uh what do you say on the Barney Miller? You chunked it on Gonzaga. I have a mini chunk. I call it Chunk Junior. Not like you, but this is an important game tonight. So we have Gonzaga on the money line. I decided to take a little piece of USC, try to do a middle job, getting greedy, try to hit in both. But you know it, man. This Gonzaga team so damn good. I've just been impressed with USC. Maybe they can keep it close in this one, Morenzi. I'm thinking it's going to be right around the number. Lean to the dog in this one. But Tope, if Gonzaga wins tonight, cha-ching, ching Congratulations, Final Four appearance. Yeah, you know what? We put a nice play in at uh,
2: minus 210 for Gonzaga to make it to the Final Four. They're not there yet, but it's a significant enough amount of money that you could argue I wouldn't have to even bet this game uh, tonight, but then you wouldn't know me uh, very well if you would say that Uh, because it's one of these deals, and it's funny because, you know, Dave will be on with us later, and he'll be shocked like, if we told them the numbers, and then I said, oh, yeah, and on top of that, I laid the points with them as well. And I took them in the first half,
1: <laughs> right? But
2: that's, that's, that's what I'm doing. Uh, that's what I'm doing right now. We've already got um, Gonzaga. Listen, we told you guys, minus 210 was a very strong number. So if you look at mm-hmm. the free pass that they've gotten to here, so now tonight's the game, basically. So essentially, it's like I have Gonzaga at minus 210 on the money line. But I will say, I am legitimately surprised um, of, about the love for the USC Trojans uh, in this in this game. And I get it. I, you know, I guess I shouldn't be. People remember what they saw last and what we keep seeing is USC destroying pretty good basketball teams. But you're mm-hmm. dealing with the best team right now. And the one advantage that USC have against everybody are their size. The one advantage that USC has is is oh yeah. By the way, we have the first or second overall pick in the upcoming NBA draft on our team. Yeah, that that's cute. You know, if you're Gonzaga, yeah, so do we. <laughs> so it's like, all yeah. right, you're going. Yeah, uh, the Jalen Suggs. Yeah, meet uh, <laughs> meet Evan Mobley. All right. So you know what I'm saying. So it's like, and then you go a little bit deeper. It's like, oh, but Gonzaga actually have like three kids that are going to be going in the lottery, right? USC have one. And to me, it's just, you know, I think they can zap much deeper. We'll see, though, man. The Trojans playing great. And I'll tell you what, guys. Andy Enfield, the head coach of the USC Trojans, is 10-0 and against the spread in 10 NCAA tournament games in his career. That's what we're betting against tonight. Nobody ever said I was smart.
3: <laughs> uh, I'm not the sharpest knife in the drawer either. <laughs> Shout out to RAM radio affiliates.
2: It's Pick Your Poison Night. Pick yes. your poison, because you're poison. Pick Damn. your poison. You know, evidently, Alice Cooper actually is back, and I think he's like number one on the charts or something like that. I've got to look into that because I am a big Alice Cooper fan. He's a born-again Christian, 73 years old uh, right now. You a born-again Christian. I saw the controversy because um, I guess Johnny Depp is in his band. And uh, Johnny Depp is, like, a legitimate psychopath. And um, they're, like, they want Alice Cooper to kick kick Johnny Depp out of his band because of, uh, <laughs> well, like the public does, like the cancel culture does. Oh. Well, yes, you yes. know, Johnny Depp had a pretty nasty um, nasty divorce, to, to put it mildly, right? And, you know, he said some pretty crazy things that the that the ex-wife kept track of. So he didn't come, like he's a nut job. He's a nut job. All right. So, but nevertheless, couldn't, uh, it's pick your poison uh, night here tonight. Great Alice Cooper song. So basically, like I was saying, you've got Andy Enfield, who was 10 and 0, 10 and 0 in his career against the spread, 9 and 1 straight up in the NCAA tournament, which, yeah, you're going to be betting against somebody that's 10 and 0. Yet, as we've stated, Gonzaga, have won 26 games in a row by double digits. And now you're literally laying less than double digits. It was already nine. Now it's down eight and a half for for whatever reason. And I actually think Gonzaga are going to be looking forward to a challenge actually. Uh, You know, I don't know how many of them are aware, but I'm sure a few of them are, that what the point spread is. And I got to tell you that it's come down. I would bring it up if I was Mark Few. I'd say people don't even believe in you still after all of this. I think they're going (laughs) to I think they're going to smoke them tonight. I think they're going to smoke yeah. them. Like, I'm not, like, I know, don't see what, yeah, no, I don't I'm, see what this is yeah. any different than any other Gonzaga game where they win by double digits.
3: Here's the thing. I think it's going to be razor thin or they're going to smoke them. I don't think it's going to be one of those games that's going to be, like, lingering. I think Gonzaga either wins by, like, 22 or it's right uh, down to the buzzer. I just tell you, Gabe, I know that's the way I, I look at things, and I got burned by the Gulf by not hedging enough, and, we got Gonzaga going to the final four. I'm just trying to do a super middle job with USC here. Yes, Gonzaga could kill them. I've been impressed with the Trojans, and I'd love to hit both if we, if we can hit the point spread, but I would not be shocked if Gonzaga blew these guys out.
2: Donnie right side will step up in it Next
0: The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month, experience it all live with Sling. Sling.
4: Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block.
2: Game time decisions continue. Zion Game Room kicking it with the Ranger in We got a full house. We've got Gonzaga, USC uh, first up, um, and then of course Michigan and UCLA this evening. The real game. I like these kid schools like ooh, Gonzaga, and, ooh USC. We're talking about blue bloods, blue bloods, blue bloods between UCLA and Michigan. We've got twelve national championships combined. They have eleven of them. <laughs> that's great exactly Uh, it is a matchup of former national champions though god michigan i'm just so tired and let's bring donnie i gotta tell you donnie a lot of stuff i want to throw at you here but i'm a diehard michigan basketball fan love these guys to death i have for forever and we're always in the final four but we always sort of get there but it's been a lot of pain man a lot of pain Michigan have lost four straight national championship games, guys. Two at the Fab Five, then they lost to Louisville, and then they lost to Villanova. Mm-hmm. And here we are again. So it's like I'm excited, but it's hard to fully get my hopes up, especially knowing that probably it's Gonzaga that awaits us after But how you doing, Donnie?
6: Doing good. And by the way, bringing up your Michigan Wolverines, they're in a really good spot at this point. I had them as one of the vulnerable number one overall seeds, and they've looked really good in their past couple games. I look for them to continue their dominance for that game in just a few moments. But don't be so worried, Gabe. Michigan's got a good basketball team. they got to look.
2: Oh, no, I'm not worried. I take it one game at a time, like uh, like Jawan Howard. <laughs> one game at a time. Yeah. All right, so we'll get to the basketball, but uh, we'll get to the basketball. We'll get Donnie's thoughts. Cam, I'm sure you saw... Uh, the National Football League extending the uh, the regular yep. season, they've added another game uh, to this, and it's not the end of the world. Uh, but more isn't always better, and you know, one year and the Super Bowl is going to end up being in March. Uh, you know, before before yeah. this is done, <laughs> it's pretty clear. Yeah, so the NFL is just trying to take over like the entire year, like stretch it out. Mm-hmm. Think like preseason will start in early August, and then the Super Bowl will be mid February president's day weekend or whatever now um so you know february 14th or february they want to they want to they won't want to mess with valentine's day and then you know president's day and all that type of stuff um so you know we see it man in in the cfl it's it's too long as it is football players have a hard time staying healthy for a 16 game season you've already got to play a bunch of stupid thursday night games now you add another Mm -hmm. game i don't know more is it always better
3: yeah, I, I guess when it push comes to shove, we got an extra week to bet on games, and we're gonna like it. But I'll tell you one thing: if you've heard the a chirping backup. from the players, they're not in. Yeah, they're not in. Yeah, that that true. Hey, we'll bet on anything, Gabe. I told you, We've got two cockroaches on a floor, we'll bet on it. An extra week of football, we'll bet on it. The players not happy though. If you've heard the chirping, Camara and a lot of these guys is like, screw these guys. They just want us to play more. And you bring up a good point: uh, the season longer. More injury prone. It's just basically, you know what I mean. They're trying to stretch it out with these guys too. But this is the thing, man. Like I agree with you. You didn't really need the seventeenth game, but uh, I don't think the players, if they really think about this, are are none too impressed. But the owners are just sitting back, going, more money, more money, more money. So that's good for everything. But hey, whatever happens is going to happen. We'll bet on it. That's kind of my stance. I really don't care.
2: Yeah, but you see, the thing is, the last weekend of the year, and I get it. Sometimes there's there's interesting matchups, but. Now you're just extending this. So now suddenly think mm-hmm. when a team, let's say the Chiefs, the Chiefs are going to be like, hey, look, we're 13-0, and Donnie. Let's not play anyone mm-hmm. for the next month. Right? Like, you know, like, it, yeah, it, you're yeah. going to get an extra game. It's going to be a scattered, crazy games at the end. Coaches will be like, there's no way in hell I'm playing Alvin Kamara in week 17. And I'm not playing in a week mm-hmm. 16 either. Like, it, I don't know. It is what it is. It's more TV games. I get it. There'll be point spreads. But I don't think it makes for a better product, Donnie.
6: It doesn't make for a better product. I like the 17th week, more content, more betting, more DFS, a lot of fun we can have with that. But I think the NFL erred on this one by making this the week seven game. These are some primo matchup games. You'll see weeks five, six, seven, eight, nine, and ten. Keep the division games at the end of the season in case they mean something. Because if we're going to get a, a Penn City Chiefs game where both teams already have everything wrapped up, what was the point of it? There
2: is no point. That's a good point, actually, because the last game of the year will be like AFC East. Like I already saw, like example, like Buffalo is yeah. going to play Washington, camp. So I don't know. I could tell who <laughs> Seattle played, but they're going to play someone from the AFC West. But it's a good Correct. point, which which is a mm-hmm. meaningless game for teams late. They'll be like, you know what? It's not even a conference game. <laughs> it's not it's even so like a totally division weak. game. It's not a conference game. Yeah, like that's what you I'm saying. a It's
3: a get healthy week. Ah, oh, you know we're in. We're gonna rest our guys. Take a take a couple second stringers out there. See what they got to offer. Bottom line is this: more TV, more money. backup sit. Hey, that's a, it's just a money making a money printing machine. But you're absolutely correct. We're not gonna see the the top notch talent. There's gonna be a lot of hey. Re- we're gonna be reading the injury reports going into the final week. I can tell you that because there's gonna be some stupid games. That's for sure.
2: Now, the other story of the day. This just broke, although this is more of a sports race topic for later. Although I saw you enjoying this, uh, Donnie. and my, <laughs> yes, my absolutely, and my my Twitter. You got your popcorn out, and my Twitter is blowing up. I think they're both jerks, just for the record. But so I'll set the stage. So Michael Rapaport, uh, you know, Michael Rapaport, uh, actor, host, you know, media personality. We've had him on the show before. Michael Rapaport has been uh, bashing Kevin Durant a lot on podcasts and on shows and Rappaport's like a Brooklyn guy and, you know, KD's never around and whatever. So they've got a little thing going. So KD decided to, uh, to slide into Rappaport's uh, direct messages camp. Like he does like with everybody, (laughs) except, except it quickly proceeded to, you know, calling him a lot of names that we can't repeat uh, right now. Mm. I'd like to, uh, but uh, we can't. <laughs> so, um, uh, so yeah, Kevin Durant starts going off. He kept on calling him a pale ass too. I don't know if you noticed that, Donnie. You pale ass this, you pale ass that. Why don't you just call him white, bro? Why don't you just come out and yeah. say you white son of a bitch, right? Like that's what he was getting at, like in the DMs. But it sort of started yeah. off as you paste, you pasty ass pale mother, and then it, it, it proceeded to. Meet me on 17th Street and I'll smack your yeah. head. Up. <laughs> <laughs> right? Uh, and then, That's great. yeah, KD's proceeded Dude. to tell him, meet me on 17th. Yeah. I know KD just moved to New York, but hey, 17th and what, KD? That's like your guy, Cam. Meet me on Lakeshore. Oh, yeah, Lakeshore, Lakeshore and what? Yeah. <laughs> 17th That's and exactly. what? It's a lot of 17th. a like, 17th and what, bro? 17th and what, 4th? 17th and eight. Like, I don't know. Where do you live, Katie? I don't know. So Katie starts telling him basically where he lives. He's like, bro. He goes, I'll set up on the corner. This is it. And he goes, then he starts calling him like a bitch. Oh, you won't show up. You know what I mean? I know you won't show up. And then he starts calling out Rappaport's wife, essentially. Like, I don't oh, know how no. your wife's married don't to such there. a coward type stuff. <laughs> like, <laughs> wow. Like, like, bro, aren't you supposed to be in rehab, Donnie, like getting ready to play basketball? Like, what's this? He's insane. But you, but Donnie, I I asked people. I said to people, but what's your take on this? I said to people, all right, what's your take uh, on whose side? Most people are bashing KD, but you said, you said, no, you know what? Rappaport shouldn't be sharing DMs between. Violation.
6: Violation. (laughs) Like, if you're going to. When you get the DMs in, and it's a threatening DM, the last look you want as a grown man is like, hey, look at my DMs. This guy is really mad at me. Can you see this? That shows a sign of, if anything happens, I hope KD doesn't actually come to West 17th Street and come get me. Look at this. He's not going to do it. Now, meanwhile, I'm looking at that. If I live in the city, I'm looking for where West 17th Street is because it's going to be exciting tonight here.
2: Oh! If I'm Rappaport, dude, it's Kevin Durant. I so would have went. I would have had my, my phone rolled up. I would have rolled yeah, up. Exactly. I said, yo, KD, what are you, crazy? Imagine the yeah. video, the viral moment, live on Periscope. KD and Rappaport argue and yelling at each other. Um, oh, and we should note, though, Ken, and we all know this has happened, you know, whatever, I can speak from experience, Rappaport, not a good look, contacted his lawyer. So so KD Uh. responded and goes, oh, my lawyer? He goes, my lawyer just called? Like, you contacted a lawyer because of this? (laughs) (laughs) Unbelievable. And and then KD really doubled down. He's like, your wife's married to a coward. Right? Like, he's like, you're, and it went off. He's like, you called a lawyer, LOL? Like, KD?
1: (laughs)
0: The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? (laughs) That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling.
4: Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw.
2: Game Time Decisions continues. All right, we're going to get into the games, but this stuff is just too funny. Michael Rappaport tweeted about an hour ago, I receive threats and disgusting messages daily, but never in my wildest dreams did I think that KD Trey would be among them. (laughs) The crap that this guy... (laughs) It's great. I know. I'm sort of with Donnie here. You're kind of a wuss here, Rappaport. And the thing with Rappaport, his videos... He talks like he's really tough. Hey, hey yo, you punk ass. Yeah, hey, yeah, you to do this. You punk ass, you yeah. punk and, and let's be real. He's kind of act like he's one of these white dudes that thinks he's black. Let's just call it out for what it is. So I think KD was trying to tell him, you're not black, bro. I think that's who yeah. he was trying to get to. Like, you're not black, number one, <laughs> and I'm going to slap you upside your head on 17th Street. right? <laughs> like this. Yeah, exactly. And KD, Rappled- KD goes, yeah. I, KD said, though, Cam, he did say, I can't wait to see you. He did say that. He goes, I can't wait to see you in person. And Rap, so let me just say, Rappaport, uh, Rapport goes, Kevin Durant is now threatening me, bringing up my wife and wants to fight. This is supposed to be America's <laughs> sweetheart? Nobody ever thought KD was America's <laughs> sweetheart. America's <laughs> sweetheart? Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah. called Kevin Durant <laughs> America's sweetheart? It's Dorothy Hamill. It's not frigging Kevin Durant. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: what I did. Yeah. America's it's sweetheart. Where he get that from? Uh, uh, ridiculous. Oh,
2: ridiculous. This this guy is delusional.
3: <laughs> All, is right. All
2: right. All right. All right, Dottie. So uh, Andy Enfield's 10 and 0 against the spread in, in, in uh 10 NCAA tournament games. USC's defense has been suffocating. Everybody misses their shots. Their drilling teams are getting out the big leads. And a lot of people are talking about how USC have what it takes to match up uh, with Gonzaga. Are you buying or selling that? The point spread uh, moved from nine to eight and a half right now. What's your take on this game? I'm buying the
6: competitiveness here from USC because I really like what the Pac 12 has done in the tournament. And yes, they do have NBA bigs that can frustrate you a little bit. But when I look at Gonzaga overall as an offense, Gabe and Cam, they're electric. They do everything well and they're up tempo. It doesn't surprise me at any time when they drop 45 points in the first half and end up close to 80 every single game. If you are USC, there's no way you're slowing down Gonzaga. They're going to get their shots. They're going to push tempo. The way I'm looking at this game is from a USC perspective, but not to cover guys. I'm just looking for them to hang around in this game the offense is good enough the tempo should be good enough for usc to get 72 and a half points as their team total look if usc gets 68 67 points they're getting blown out by 25 the only way they match it up with gonzaga is not in a 72 to 68 game it's going to be 88-80 to 80 type of game. Do I think Gonzaga can cover? They cover everything over double digits, it seems like. But from my angle here, I think USC has a good offensive game. The tempo will be there. There's no reason to believe for me that they can't reach the mid-70s and be competitive. I'm going to take the point spread out of the equation and just go team total with USC in this one.
2: You love your team total, 71 and a half. I, I knew do. you were going to say team yeah. total. I like it, 71 and a half now. I can live with it. There and like you, go. you said, Gonzaga Perfect. covers everything. Gonzaga covers basketball games like uh, Cam covers a Las Vegas buffet. A little bit of everything. <laughs> yeah. uh,
3: oh, everything's yeah. covered. Oh, yeah. yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> I hit Although the, I, think buffets tray, the American, I, I, think, I know. I think I'm, I'm, I'm going yeah, yeah, to miss Buffett. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah, it's a good point. Good point. You don't want people sitting in the chicken, chicken <laughs> parm. Dude, yeah, that's a real problem. Dude, yeah, they got the glass I there. saw. Oh, yeah, protect.
2: I saw a fist fight once at uh, Palace Station's buffet. I was eating dinner there one night oh when gosh. I was living there. Oh my God. I a fist fight at a, at a buffet too, here. Uh, some dude, uh, this, too, this too, is pre pandemic. Yep. This guy this yep. guy started coughing. He just started coughing around the oh. food, except <laughs> repeatedly. Oh. And some guy said, Yo, bro, if you're going to cough, why don't you step away? And he said, What'd you yeah. say? And next thing you know, man, the plate's uh, wet. Yeah. They started going at it. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs>
3: Yeah, me and Vince quickly. Me and Vince went to a, an Asian buffet, and he, he always told me if you see Asians there, you know it's authentic. So they have a thing; it was called Crazy Crab Night. And these guys, and they were nice crabs. So I was like this, is, this was the prime for like people who love seafood. This guy goes up to the other guy, "You stupid piece of the guy's just coming out with plates and plates of crab, like stealing it from everybody. It's limited, right?" This other guy goes, "Yeah, they like they pushed each other, like they got physical over Alaskan king crab." At the lucky star buffet game. It was wild. Yeah.
2: It's probably probably for the best that they take buffets away. cause of a lot of yes. lot of anger. Oh, right. It's like
3: Katie an Yeah.
2: But, and uh, and high cholesterol. So I think it's for the for the yeah. best for everybody. Uh, Correct. So yeah, Correct. I'm already on I'm already on Gonzaga. I just need him to win this game outright. Yeah, I can argue I'm in a nice hedge situation. I could take USC, but hedging, I'm not. Do I look like Johnny Depp and Edward Scissors Hands? No. Oh, that movie making me cry. No, that movie didn't make me cry. I'm playing <laughs> five points.
3: That movie made me cry. Uh, it actually made me I got emotional that one too. I, I cry at everything. Yeah, I,
2: I couldn't make it through that movie. Either. I don't like any of those Ken Burton movies. It's always weird. It's too yeah, weird. Yeah. Hey Donnie, yeah, Donnie's not gonna yeah. like that. It's too weird that stuff. Yeah, yeah off the wall.
3: <laughs> what, yeah, like so, Beetlejuice? So, no, Beetlejuice. Yeah, that's you know?
2: another one. No, no, I don't like that stuff. <laughs> uh, I don't like that stuff or or medieval stuff. I'm not even in medieval stuff either. Like Game of Thrones. I don't, need, I don't, I don't care yeah. about your Vikings. No, I'm out on your dragons and stuff. I'm yeah. with you, too. I'm not, dragons, I'm not in fantasy. I don't like fantasy stuff. Yes. Let's yes. Say yes. It's fantasy football. Yeah. All right. So, uh um, <laughs> So... I'm laying five with Gonzaga in the first half. I'm laying five with Gonzaga in the first half. I'm taking the over, Dottie, one fifty-two, and even though I already have them taking him out of spite, yeah, I think the, the you know it's can come down. What do you do with the game, Cam? What's your final decision?
3: Yeah, I'm on USC. I, I, I took the points, but we also have Gonzaga in our, in our bet for the Final Four and in an open-ended parlay. It's the last game, so I am a hedger, but I, I will be playing the role as Edward Scissorhands tonight, and I think USC can can linger in this spot. So, Donnie, if you like the team total, you obviously like the over. Because if USC is going to get there, you think Gonzaga is going to get there? I agree. A lot of people are trying to sell people on the under of this basketball game. I'm not sure about that one. I will not be betting the under. I will be taking a small shot with the over. I think USC loses like 82 to 77. I think it's a a, a pretty good game, real tight.
2: 82. All, All right,
3: Donnie, you're fine in closing. So
2: Donnie, Donnie, team tall. I thought about because I was going to ask about baseball, and I know I just can, can see Donnie's Twitter uh, this uh, this this weekend. Cash another winner. Philly's over four and a half team total. <laughs> yeah. Don, Donnie loves the team totals.
5: Yeah, I like where you're going.
2: You know what? Picking who's going to win these games is hard. You know what I mean? Teams blow leads in all these sports. and they, You know what I mean? I get it. Yeah. Team totals are a good way to go. Um, so we'll get back to this game. But I'm riding Gonzaga. They're, 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 they, like I said, they've been perfect against the spread in the tournament in the first half and for the games as well. I'm not going to get in front of this. I think USC meets their maker tonight. All right, let's get into uh, Michigan and a little bit of live movement here, Donnie, as uh, the UCLA Bruins now get six and a half against a Michigan team. I don't know if you heard, actually, Donnie. Isaiah Livers isn't playing. So they're probably in a lot of trouble tonight because Isaiah Livers is out. I don't know, like, no one ever talked about him being out and, like, you know. So here they are right now without Isaiah Livers, uh, but laying six and a half points to UCLA, man ucla have been a hell of a hell of a team just like and look even the beavers last night guys they lost they covered mm-hmm. the pack 12 gets another cover back door the beaver bit the, the cougar's ass on the way out there can <laughs> like sure the beaver a little snap <laughs> eh? a little snap like cougar that's like the cougar like killed the beaver but the beaver got like a nice chunk of the leg off or something on the way yeah, out. Yeah, I agree. Like, yeah, I'm about to die, but yeah. I just chewed you pretty good. <laughs> but anyways, these these point spreads, man, they both games last night came down to the wire. What about this one, Donnie? UCLA and Michigan, who you got?
6: Pac-12 has been really good, but Gabe, I'm on your side with Michigan here. Just they're fighting through the tournament. The offense has been absolutely precision, and there's two games that stick out to me. The last two, LSU and Florida State. You had an LSU team making shots, getting repeated leads against Michigan, but they were able to combat that, take the lead, and win those games. Also talking about Florida State, one of the toughest teams to score against. If you watch the second half, Michigan and Florida State, they put on a clinic. And this team is nowhere near as talented as Florida State, talking about USC. I'm just going to go with a first half in this one. Michigan, the last five games in the Big Ten tournament and also in the NCAA tournament have been up at the half every single game. I look for that to continue tonight. I'll lay the three and a half in the first half with Michigan to be up five to six points
2: and on a way to a victory tonight. Hail to the victor, says uh, Mm Dottie. Hail
3: to the victor, minus three and a half in the first half. Cam, what do you do with this game? I'm all Michigan tonight. I think UCLA is going to be a very public dog, and I think the Wolverines absolutely blast these guys. I might do the the old Buffalo Sabre three-step without the collapse. Michigan's not that. They're not Buffalo. (laughs) They're not a bunch of clowns that are going to blow like a 12, 14-point lead in this game. I think they blow USC right out of the water. This is, hey, coaching people talk about Mick Cronin. Yeah, Juwan Howard and his staff. He's got Martell. He's got like a lot of old-school guys there. I love the way Michigan played. They made Florida State look stupid. Wolverines by 14 in this game. They get it done and cover the number.
2: I liked it better last week when everybody was against us. I I was. uh, I was uh, against uh, it.
3: And it was only only minus two instead of minus six and a half. Of course you liked it more. (laughs) Exactly.
2: Yeah, now everybody loves them. It's funny how that works. I've got it. No, I've got it. I lost. Listen, I lost with the Beavers against Tennessee. I lost with the Beavers against Oklahoma State. Then I realized, I was like, you know what? I'm going to stop betting yeah. against these guys. <laughs> Beavers, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and I wrote them. Uh, sometimes. So what do you think of the opening number, Donnie? People thought the opening number last night of five uh, was a little light. We got 30 seconds before we get you out of here. There's been no live movement at all. And don't forget, Donnie's going to be on with Kevin Walsh at 7 o'clock on channel 204. Me and Cam will hang with the AM radio affiliates. So what do you think of uh, Baylor and Houston?
6: Early thoughts. I actually like Houston to stick around in that game. I think it's going to be a tough one playing in a dome environment. Good defense. I think Houston
2: can do it. Thanks, Donnie. Have a good one, Donnie. Thanks, boys. Andrew Anderson next
0: the slice of skates cutting across the ice but what about this one (laughs) that's the sound of all the sports you love all at once starting at $40 a month experience it all live with Sling Sling pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks oh yeah
4: that's me nothing extra just perfection and a straw coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block
2: Game time decisions continue Zion I am Gabriel Maranci. Countdown to tip-off is on as well. Gonzaga and USC, I'm looking forward to this game. And then, of course, we got Michigan and UCLA uh, tonight. Uh, Augusta is around the corner, but there is one last uh, tournament before uh, they go uh, to Georgia, and it is the Valero-Texas uh, Open. And I don't know, Cam, if this used to be the Shell Open, but I think it I think it was in the old days Shell Houston the one
3: yep
2: yeah yeah the shell yeah and it moved around Texas but it's the one where I cashed a ticket I think it's the last time I actually picked the winner with Kenny Perry many years yeah. ago love Kenny uh, Ken, Kenny, Kenny Perry. Perry won and his sponsor was love a Tabasco Ken sauce Perry. yeah it' was always yeah, exactly. that Tabasco sauce <laughs> 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 so let's bring in Dubsy right now Andrew <laughs> Anderson Andrew. what's up Dubsy? how you doing
7: buddy how are you, boys? Tabasco sauce because I'm coming in hot. I love it, Kenny Perry. Flash right. from the past. <laughs> love Kenny. Right, Re- Regular guy,
2: you know, not too good, not too bad. Doesn't like showing off, you know. He's just middle of the pack. Yeah, he's yeah, Kenny that's Perry. That's my type of guy. Exactly. Kenny Perry. But listen. Speaking that's of hot a, and coming in like. hot, did you not tell us? I know we we're all caught up with March Madness and everything, but I swear, Billy Horschel, We said, "Who are you yep. looking at?" Moving into the weekend, you had Billy Horshel.
7: We we got him at twelve to one, boys. and I'm like a chihuahua. Whenever I get a win up, the whole world knows about it. But look, if I don't back the winner, you won't hear from me for a couple of weeks. But we got Billy Horsham at twelve to one, so it was good to see for the team, boys. Good, good, good results. Yeah,
2: congratulations.
1: I, you know what? I
2: thought of you. I'm watching basketball cam on Sunday, and I see, and you know, I see the golf, and see Billy Horsham. I'm like, dear God, didn't Dubsy say this on Friday? As yeah. I was all worried about some <laughs> college basketball game. I was going to
7: I've been at the car dealerships all day looking for a new whip. <laughs>
2: the camera had I Sheff- was, I, was the I had
3: Sheffler. I'm like, what
7: are you doing,
3: Sheffler? Horschel's a bulldog though. He's one of those guys. He he actually he actually tricked people with kindness. Dub, see him giving the announcers. He's giving them a, a four footer and stuff like that. You yeah, know what? And his 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 kill him with kindness strategy actually worked.
7: Yeah, he gave some silly parts. And look, it's a lot of golf. Scotty Scheffler, he played great all week up until that final 18. He had friends Mm -hmm. in attendance. Everyone was cheering for him. Uh, Great to see Scotty Scheffler in contention. I think he will win on the tour. Great player. Uh, He just couldn't do enough to beat Billy Horschel. But uh, it was a good event. Speaking of good events, this week we've got another one leading into the Masters, the, the Texas Open. Look, boys, it's not a great field. We've got a couple of names who are getting ready for the Masters next week. But otherwise... We've got some absolute battlers deep down this one trying to punch their tour card, trying to get a, a ticket to the Masters, make a bit extra cheddar. So it's really a good week for betting. Uh, some yeah, you know, some great value down low. And, uh, you know, Jordan Spieth in the field. Tony Fien now, they're probably the biggest names we're going to see this week. But, yeah, happy punting for us golf bettors, boys.
2: No love for Spieth, Cam. I'll start with you, Cam, and we'll throw it to you, Dobbsy. So what about Spieth playing in his home state right now? Preparing, I know he sort of got his eye on Augusta next week, and maybe he's going to tweak some things with a shot as sort of a practice. But at the same point in time, he's been knocking on the door. And I know guys don't win back-to-back often, but just from a confidence standpoint, you know Spieth wants to win a damn golf tournament camp.
3: He does. He's been getting really close, but at eleven to one, even in this field, I'm not going to take him. I am probably going to give him a long, hard look at Augusta, where we're going to get probably a way, way better price. Yeah. Finau's a guy out of the chalk. I'd look at Finau. He's thirteen to one, but. You know he can't close the tournament. Scotty Scheffler is probably beat down. He, he might be fade material. Dubs with all the golf that he played. Let's remember those guys play a lot of golf in that uh, WGC. Even though I love Scheffler at fifteen to one, I can't take him. The guy I'd start looking at is Abraham Answer at nineteen to one. That's my opinion, Dubs. What do you what do you think out of the chalk and a couple uh, underdogs too?
7: Yeah, I, I totally agree, Cam. I, I think for uh, any of the top boys, Tony Finau suits well to this one. It's a long golf course. You've got to get off the tee well. He knows it's not a great field, and I think his attention will be at the Masters next week, which should be a great thing for him. It will distract him from trying to win a tournament. So I love Tony Finau. Not great value, but I think it's a 13-1. to 1. I like him out of the top boys. Uh, speed Spieth will probably be trying to work on a couple of things. His drive is a little too loose to do well in San Antonio. Yeah. I spoke to a guy on the grounds there today, and he said, look, if the wind gets up, this could be a tough golf course. It looks like it's going to. So, you know, we favor the good ball strikers, the good iron players. You know, th- th- there's guys who have been trending in the right direction. Guys like Sam Ryder, you're going to get it 95 to 1. Some great value deep on this board, so I, I like Tony. You know, the big boys, uh, you know, maybe a guy like Keegan Bradley, who's been playing well again. He's made his last six cuts. Uh, he's done well in the win. And, and look, if you're looking for a good win player, look at the last three weeks. The Dell Match Play had win. Corrales had win. The Honda had win. So look at guys who've been playing good the last three weeks. They're probably going to do well again here this week. Corey
2: Connors, right? Canadian Corey yeah, Connors C- 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 can play C- a win.
7: C- C- Corey yes, won man. here in 2019, and he won by Monday qualifying, which is the hardest thing to do in the world. Um, and, and I like this course similar to what we saw at the Arnold Palmer Invitational. You hit fairways, you can hit greens. Uh, TPCC Antonio, second hardest course on the tour for greens in regulation. You can't hit wow. greens if you're coming out of the rough. Corey Connors, he ticks all the right boxes uh, for this one, so it's no surprise he did well here last time.
2: Let me throw one at you, Cam, here. <laughs> Let me throw one. And uh, you guys know I'm always on. I uh, like uh, I like one of your uh, fellow countrymen and Cameron Smith. But this week, the other Cam, they're all named Cam, Cameron Davis. Well, about Cam, Cam Davis uh, this week is a little bit of a sleeper.
7: For, for me, yeah. I, like I Cam mean, Davis. Cameron Davis, yeah, he hits it a long way. Well suited to this golf course. Um, I, I I love him. Uh, he just got to get in contention a couple more times. We saw it at the Amex. I think he shot eight or nine under on the last, on the Sunday to get in contention. But I'd love to see him in, you know, the sort of second or third to last group on a Sunday, see what he's really made of.
3: I got to ask you about another guy, a friend, uh, Mr. Burns, Gabe. He's been playing well, Sam Burns. When I look at this field, he's 49 to one. Sam Burns is a good golfer. Like you talked about Ryder. At 90, yeah, and he's in good form. Joel Damon won last week in Putacana. He's 70, but what about Mr. Burns? He could be sneaky at 49-1. to What do you think about his game there, uh, Dubs? I
7: I, I like him, Cam. Very consistent player, and he's done better in stronger fields. So a guy like that would come here this week saying, look, I I can contend in big events. I can certainly win this one. Uh, He's done well over the last month. We've seen a couple of good results. So absolutely, Uh, Sam Burns can play. And you know, it'll be a similar thing for a lot of guys this week. They'll look around and say, "Look, there's no big guys on this practice fairway. Maybe it's my turn to uh, to step up and get a PGA Tour victory."
2: You know, I'm seeing a nice uh, number here as far as um as far as the top 20 prop is concerned, guys. Charlie Hoffman, Cam. Charlie I, I Hoffman Charlie. <laughs> has finished in the top 13 here in 8 of the last 10 tournaments here. That's some freaking consistency. Yeah. Eight and two, top 13 on the, in this tournament. I'm definitely yep. playing this guy top 20.
3: And Dubs yeah. will tell you, he played well last week. He was right in contention till the final round when Joel Damon won. Charlie Hoffman was right there. So I think, Gabe, I love that pick and all that stuff, but he's been getting closer and closer. He might be worth a win play to do, Morency, A little sprinkle. Like, if you take him top 20... Just put five or ten shekels on him too because if he does win, you want that extra bonus. Charlie Hoffman will be in contention. I love that pick a lot. What do you think, Dubs?
7: Yeah, definitely. Uh, He's won here. He's had two runner-ups, and he's a dog. If he gets in contention, watch out. And I don't know why he doesn't get spoken about more often in the bigger events because he's sort of got that mindset. But if you look at the stats for this one, off the tee, uh, he's in the top ten this week. And then uh, Strokes Gain Approach, also in the top ten for this one. They're two key stats. He ticks both boxes. And, uh, yeah, no, no surprises that he's done well in the past and c- couple that with a, some good form. Charlie could be one to uh, get on the back of this week.
2: All right, uh, Dubsy. So who, who are your guys here? So to make a conclusion here, who are your yeah. guys uh, this week?
7: I'm going to take Tony Feeney and Keegan Bradley. You know, for, for the outright, Tony at thirteen to one. Keegan at forty-seven to one. If you're looking for a bit of value, I'm going to probably get on Sam Ryder at ninety-five to one. Uh, a bit of value. I'm going to take the the runner up from last week, Rafael Campos. Uh, he also had a T three in Puerto Rico a month ago. Great player, great short game. Could be a sneaky bet. Plenty of good value. Uh, and look, there's some good prop bets out there this week. A guy like Andrew Putnam, top thirty plus one hundred and sixty, like something like that um and, and then look if you're, if you're looking for uh a top 40 maybe a dougie gim the stats say that doug should have a good week he's at plus 150 for a top 40. Yeah, yeah, doug yeah, did well yeah, at the players yeah, championship yeah. could be good he's return, right? yeah,
3: texas
7: texas
3: was yeah, exactly g- gabe g- g- look at the g- texas great guys last player. week
7: yep kim i'm interested mm-hmm. to see what you think but phil mickelson is in the field this week. Uh, so is Akshay Batia, another great young lefty. But I think yep. Phil Mickelson's still got a win in him. I don't know if it's going to be at a major on the PGA Tour, but I think he's still got one left in him. And I'd love to see it. So keep an eye out I gotta on i got to tell you He might have a decent week
3: he might be worth a top 20. I'm not sure if he can do it all the way through, but he's been playing smarter recently. Like, you know, like he's still be- being Phil, but you see him on leaderboards popping up, T60. Like he's, he's not yeah. like getting embarrassed. And and when he's on well, the senior tour, guy steps up and wins twice. No, I got no problem with Phil. I think it's a good pick. Yeah.
7: And we, we saw that at the Honda and the players because he was forced to leave the driver in the back. I mean, he's crazy mm-hmm. about getting this extra distance, but when he's forced to lay up and hit fairways, He can still contend. So look out for Phil Mickelson. I don't think it's going to be this way, but the prop bets, you know, top 30 for Phil, that could be a good play.
2: Charlie Hoffman, plus 160, top 20 guys at Fendul. Great number. I just stated he's been top 13 in eight of the last 10 events here, and you're getting plus 160 for a top uh, 20. So, guys, this is Ricky Fowler's last uh, chance to get into Augusta. This is it. This is it for Ricky.
7: (laughs) Yep yeah uh, he can make reservations yeah i'm not big on that one
2: yeah well he's got a hot girlfriend i'm sure and he's got a boat Uh, yeah 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 he'll occupy he'll occupy (laughs) occupy his time he'll he'll, (laughs) i like that i like these i like the company's top 20 uh numbers here uh i do can you know, cam davis plus cameron davis Mm -hmm. plus 220 top 20 charlie hoffman plus 160 Corey Connors plus 110 uh top 20 and then, of course we've got the masters. Uh I can't believe we got another masters here it is. <laughs> um get pre- be prepared to hear all about how and Tiger Woods texted somebody uh, all week yeah. next week. <laughs> uh, D- Dustin Johnson. <laughs> Dustin Johnson's plus 850 right now. Dishambo's 9 to 1. Justin Thomas is 10 to 1. Rahm's 12 to 1. How you feeling Cam as the tournament's approaching?
3: Uh, I looked at Rom. I don't know if his wife's going to pop. Then he says he's going to bu- bust out of Augusta. That's a concern. Imagine that he's going to pull the old uh, what was it? Uh, was it Hunter Mahan in the Canadian Open when uh, when Brent Snedeker was like, "See ya, I'm having a baby." and then a four shot lead. He he's out the door. I'm actually looking at Patrick Cantlay. I think he's going to play well at the Masters again. Can he shut the door? That's a, a guy who's going to be on my card. Dubs.
7: Yeah, I I love Cantlay twenty two to one. And then I've got two players who. They remind me of each other, but I think their game suited well to Augusta. Matt Fitzpatrick and Cameron Smith, 37-1, uh, and 41-1, uh, respectively. They're both guys with great short games, get off the tee well. They're dogs. They're guys who want to be in contention on Sunday, just like Cantlay. So I love those three guys. I, I think we're going to see a first-time winner at Augusta uh, to put the green jacket on. I like it. I mean, D- Dustin Johnson's the man to beat, but a plus 850, wh- why would you bother? Why would you go there? Exactly. I know,
2: I know. I get the feeling though, like I said. I like I remember I brought it up last week. I like the fact that he showed a little passion. He's ready to start punching people in the face.
3: Yeah. Right? Yeah, we show need more up right here. here. Hey, I'll tell you one yeah. thing, if Kevin Na's hovering around Dustin Johnson and his property and family, he's going to get one right in the teeth. <laughs> he better stay <laughs> away from them. Restraining order. Too
2: tough. <laughs> or just like my boys. La-
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: thanks, Later thanks.
7: See Say boys
0: the slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah,
4: that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block.
2: All right, man, that show's just flying by tonight. And uh, business is about to pick up because we're going to have live basketball in a couple of minutes. We're also going to have Dave Sharapad, uh with us. Uh, we'll be kicking it on our AM radio affiliates and digital uh, platforms, of course, until 9 o'clock Eastern this evening. Cam, I don't even want to talk about, like, the NHL. You know, whatever. Like, I'm going to get your picks in the NHL. I'm distraught. Yeah. I feel like a Buffalo resident. Like, sort of like that Monday nighter when we lost to the Cowboys. Yeah. Yeah, like the next. Remember yeah. the next morning, it was just like you just feel it in the city. You can just tell, like, like you said, everyone at the trees all happy with the game. And then after, it's like, like last night, the Sabres have a three nothing, and you, they lose like in the most painful fashion. They blow the lead, okay. they lose early in overtime. So I'm just I'm distraught about the NHL. I'm all about basketball tonight. But what do you got coming up here at seven?
3: Yeah, I like a lot of favorites tonight. So they're all going to be parlayed. Tampa Bay to beat Columbus. I'm not laying 275. Florida to beat the Red Wings. Edmonton-Montreal is a real tough game. I'm going to pass there. Boston revenge spot against New Jersey. The one game I'm going to go on at 7 o'clock. The Rangers are a pick against the Washington Capitals. Uh, they almost came back and beat them over the weekend. Small plays. I'm with you, man. That Buffalo game was heartbreaking. Missing an open net at Come on, guys. That was pathetic. Well, you know what I have uh, here right now? Nothing, yep. nothing, <laughs> nothing.
0: I'm only
2: playing the- college basketball. I'm dead serious. Exactly. So, right, listen, guys. So, for those of you checking out right now, um, I'm going to play Gonzaga minus five in the first half. I'm going to play Gonzaga minus eight and a half for the game, and I'm going to go mm-hmm. over the one fifty two. And um, I like Michigan in the first half. I like Michigan in the game, and I like the over as well. So basically, it's Me like too. the yeah, it's like the uh, the trifecta. First, first half, side, total. <laughs> sort of like the Monday I night special. Like Monday night football. Yep. <laughs> I got the side, the total, first half. Let's game rock. Three, three picks in both. And it's kind of ballsy, actually, because I do have a big play on Gonzaga already just to win this game, but I'm feeling pretty confident about it. I think they're going to win the game, and I think they're going to cover the point spread as well. We'll have more on the other side. Dave Sharapet is going to step up and in, and it's time to start clicking. The circus is coming to town Next. <laughs>
3: Lost in a sea of stats, averages, and injury reports? It's okay. Breathe. You found it. Sports gaming. Pulling
4: up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's.